0: Now, it's time to Discover the Leader in You. Hey, hey, welcome everybody. I am excited to be with you today on a beautiful but blustery (laughs) fall day. It's uh, starting to get a little interesting here in Ohio and, you know, I've seen some snow and all that good stuff. So here we go, everybody. Well, hey, I want to talk to you today on Discover the Leader in You about when the role of the coach should go beyond the lines on the field. And you know, that's uh, near and dear to me. You know, when I do some of my uh, speaking engagements, when I do some of the different talks or workshops, we actually deal with the idea of the influence factor. And you know, recently headlines across the country have given various examples of what a coach should or should not do as it relates to their players. Stories detailing allegations of bad behavior by coaches. I mean, we see domestic violence charges, different things like that or bad advice being given to players in the form of harming referees in an effort to retaliate, or even stories of players limiting their effort in order to change the outcome of games. And as a former professional athlete, these headlines are disturbing to me and point to the positive and negative influence of coaches. Influences that reveal the long-term impact which takes place when the coach as leader is roaming the sidelines. So my question today is, at what point does the shaping, building and molding of athletes transcend the lines on the field? For example, should we expect our coaches to build into the character, integrity and values of our athletes today? Well, on today's show, we have an example of a man who has written a powerful book called Hey Coach, which speaks to some of these questions an accomplished businessman, author, and coach. Jeff Duden will be joining us live from North Carolina to share his thoughts on when the role of the coach should go beyond the lines on the field. But before we get into that, I just want to remind everybody, we'd love to hear from you. I know Jeff would love to take some of your questions. I'd love to engage you as well. So give us a call here at the studio at 1-888-281-1110. And again, that's 1-888-281-1110. And then just as a reminder, you can tweet your questions to me as well, at Jason Carthon. We'd love to be able to engage you that way. So without further ado, let me share just a little bit about Jeff before we bring him on. Jeff is an author, successful entrepreneur, and founder of the award-winning AdvantaClean, a franchiser of light environmental services. He delivers leadership lessons learned through the years of coaching youth sports and building an international franchise organization that helps people in the workplace, coaches, and others to connect the dots. Jeff is a passionate servant leader in both business and athletics and has coached over 30 unique teams of youth athletes of all ages in football, basketball, and baseball. This experience has taught Jeff the influential role that coaches play in early childhood development. His mission is to share the lessons learned so coaches of all types can provide a memorable and positive experience for all those they lead, both on and off the field. Jeff recognizes the profound impact that many coaches have made in his life, developing life skills and shaping habits that are clearly evident even in him today. Jeff's coaching philosophy is based on the things that matter, people, passion, purpose, living fun, learning, and serving others with humility. Jeff currently resides in Huntersville, North Carolina with his wife, Tracy, and children, Zach, Millay, and Jackson. Jeff, how you doing today, brother? Jeff, you there?
1: Dr. Carson, hello.
0: Hey, I'm doing well, man. You doing okay today?
1: Doing great. Doing great. Glad to be here.
0: Yeah well it's good to have you on and you know it's so interesting as I was going through not only the book Hey Coach but also just looking at your bio it sounds like you have that level of passion uh, for young people that truly helps them to be shaped in life. That's what it seems like. Would you agree with that?
1: Absolutely you know we uh it's it's interesting as business owners and and how busy life is today. I I often asked myself over the years, is, is investing this time in coaching, uh, is it taken away from my business? Is it, is it taken away from other things that may be more important? And And I think what I learned over the years was that, that, that coaching children has a direct correlation to leading a business or leading a small group or, in our, in our world, leading uh, small groups of franchise owners around the country, uh, keeping it simple, communicating clearly, establishing a framework of expectations that everybody's held accountable to. So, uh, yeah, very, very passionate about it, and it's something that, that's, uh, that's very aligned with uh, what we believe, what wow. we believe and what we stand for.
0: Excellent, Jeff. That is good stuff. And I have to sort of uh, stick a pin in that because, you know, a lot of people that have done well in athletics or even even if they just did moderately well, they are able to say that I learned so much, whether it's from a coach or whether it's from the discipline that was required of me. And it transcends the playing field. They're able to take what they've learned and really apply it. In business settings. So it sounds like we're of the same ilk there. I mean, we're on the same page. So that's good stuff. Good stuff. You
1: know, absolutely. As I was, it's interesting. Earlier this year, I participate in a CEO group, uh, a Vistage group, with about 16 other CEOs and presidents. And our chair asked a question, and the question was, name someone in your life who's had a profound impact and who has made you who you are today. Who was not a direct family member, an immediate family member, and as they went around the room, half of the people in the room uh, called out a coach, a coach that they had in fourth grade or fifth grade, and and uh, I, I I used it actually as I as I wrote the the afterward in the book was uh, you know one of the guys said you know when I was in fourth or fifth grade I I was on a football team and I was I was one of the younger kids and uh, and 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 the coach, I was young and I was small. but the coach liked the way I played. I played aggressive. And I remember that he said he called me out and pointed out to the rest of the team that says, "This is the youngest, smallest kid we have on the team, but yet he plays with all of his passion and all of his heart and uh, And he ended up being the middle linebacker on that on that little team and And here's the guy forty years later recalling the exact words that that coach shared with him. and and, uh, you know, and I was finishing up the book. So I was like, man, this is good stuff We're, you know, it's just affirmation that we're, we're right on it.
0: Yeah. And, you know, that's actually on page 211. I had it dog-eared. <laughs> I was going to ask you about it. That's good stuff. And, you know, I'm familiar with Vistage. They've been after me for a few years to do that sort of thing. So I'm, I'm glad that you're doing that. And sounds like you're in good hands and, and you're able to uh, share with others, but also learn as well. So that's important definitely important. So let me ask you, I mean, you know, really looking at today's topic when the role of the coach should go beyond the lines on the field. I mean, you heard the intro, there's so many things going on. We have we have coaches. I mean, these guys are the leaders, but they're getting domestic violence charges. There's different things taking place. I mean, at what point do we say, "Wait a minute, let's pump the brakes a little bit and figure out exactly what we want to influence our players with?
1: well, you know what what what's interesting is is it changes a little bit as the kids age. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know what I've learned is that there's a certain approach to building a framework for a team for eight, nine, and ten year olds mm-hmm. uh, that that works exceptionally well. But then when the kids get to be ten, eleven, or twelve, you have to change that a little bit. You know, you're moving towards middle school. Uh, competition and winning becomes uh, something that's a little bit more important. I mean, you don't have to make an eight-year-old team typically, uh, but when you get into middle school, you have to make that team. And then as you get into high school, obviously the level of competition becomes greater. So, uh, but but that being said, uh, one of the distinctions that we that we make in the book is the distinction between a people strategy in a game strategy and the game strategy is dependent sometimes upon what you have what walks onto the field and and here's what I mean by that so the game strategy I break it down into assessing the kids that you have okay Mm -hmm. assigning them to positions doing player development and then executing some sort of a strategy to compete in the games and that's really what I call the instruction side of coaching. So, uh, so so what that means is that's the drills, that's the X's and the O's and and what a lot of people do and and, uh, and you know not not necessarily wrong, but what a lot of people do is they say, okay, that's coaching and And what I suggest is that there's another side to coaching called the people strategy. and I think the people strategy is is consistent regardless of what the age is. It's about building a framework and setting expectations using mantra statements and kind of value statements about what a team stands for. Mm-hmm. And then and then moving a team intentionally through phases during the season where first they're buying into doing. The first phase is to do. We're going to do this. This is how we're going to do that. This is how we do warm-ups. This is how we do practice. This is how we do everything that we do. And then in the middle phase of the season, there's the lead piece, where you really start to introduce the concepts of leadership and servant leadership. and sac- you know what, is, what does it really mean? What kinds of things would be happening on the field and during practice if we've got leaders that are emerging from everywhere on the team? And, and you start to talk about those things. And then once you get past that, and if you've done a good job building relationship with the kids, that last third of the season – you can ask them to sacrifice for the good of the team, and that's really where the power comes in. So, what I've learned over the years of coaching is that my people strategy is the same, regardless of of who I've got or what even what sport I'm coaching. I have a very specific people strategy that I use, and the Hey Coach book was intended to really lay out that people strategy. But the game strategy is dependent. You know, you, you assess the kids, and you know what. You might be fast or you might not be fast. You might be big or you might not be big. Maybe you got somebody that can throw it. Maybe you don't. So you have to adjust your game strategy based upon what you have, what the other teams do, the age of the kids, and all that kind of stuff.
0: Now let me ask uh, you because, you know, Jeff, this is great, and we're going to take a break here in a couple of minutes. But one of the things mm -hmm. that, you know, I'm hearing you say is that you don't just approach this whole idea of coaching on a – I guess a, a reflexive way or in terms of when you see people, you sort of react to them and then you would do that. No, it sounds like you have a plan, <laughs> you have a process for how you approach it. And it's, it's all inclusive. Now, one of the things that I want us to do after we come back from break is really unpack that. But one thing I'd like to hear from you before we even talk about unpacking uh, just your strategy, what made you write, Hey Coach? What what happened that you just say? well, I need to write this thing. Give me about a, a minute synopsis, and then we're going to transition well, to break.
1: All right. Outstanding. So, you know, I, w- I would have coaches come to me, and, and we always seemed to have success, and success on the field, but also happy kids, happy parents, people that were constantly wanting to, to move over to our teams, and – uh so we were in a draft a few years ago, in a little football draft, right? And and uh, it seemed like you know they had all these requests, and and all and a lot of the kids were wanting to be requested to be on our team. And then you know the last one was one of the officials that had coached in the league for years and had been exposed to us. His kid had now aged into the league, and and it and they said, well, we're all going to have to approve this, but this referee's kid wants to be on Jeff's team also. And, uh, you know, as people would come to me and they'd say, well, what drills do you run or what do you do? and I and I really didn't have the, the specific drills and those types of things to give them. What I had was this is how we lead our team in terms of culture, leadership and, and how we go through it with the kids. And that was the real reason for our success. And what I realized is that perspective was missing uh, in a lot of in a lot of places. And I wanted to share
0: that with people. Nice. Very nice. Okay. Well, hey, we're going to take a quick break, but I want to unpack that a little bit more because you talked about culture, leadership, and success. And I'm a big time culture guy in terms of understanding how people work together. So just stay tuned. Hey, everybody, you are on with the leadership linebacker, Dr. Jason Carthen. And we're talking about when the role of the coach should go beyond the lines on the field. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's the leadership linebacker, Dr. Jason Carthen, and we are talking to Jeff Duden, who is sharing some nuggets with us. And before we went to break, he really gave us the backstory of why create Hey Coach. And I think, you know, just hearing his rationale for it really paints a picture for us because, you know what, people were clamoring, they wanted to be a part of the team that they were putting together. And, Jeff, it sounds like you saw a need to inform a much larger audience because you said, hey, it's all about how we do culture, how we lead others, and it sounds a little bit like people bought into that. Is that a correct synopsis there?
1: Absolutely. It's, uh, and, you know, from, uh, you know, from our perspective you know, on leading a team, it, it starts with uh, building a framework using some of the tools that are that are in the book and we've used those same tools for years. And then really it 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 takes a it takes kind of a hard right and we say, you know what? We want to build an inclusive program. And what we mean by building an inclusive program is is you've got all these parents and you could take one of two positions. You can say, Okay parents, drop your kids off at the curb when they walk across the white line, they're mine. You don't talk to them. You don't look at them. I don't want them looking at you. I want them only focused on me, right? I've been there and, before. Uh, <laughs> been there before. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so what, what, what we did was we said, you know what? We want everybody involved that, that wants to be involved. And if you don't know the sport, then uh, we can teach you the sport. And part of that is, look, you as the head coach, you don't know everything, you know, so you have to say what's missing. There might be somebody that, that one of your kid's parents that was a college athlete that has a lot to add. But if you don't ask and, and if you don't have open up the door for people to be involved, whether that's, and I'll just say, you know, a football team like we're doing right now. Somebody does the video. Uh, it's a faith-based league, so we do devotions before every practice. Different parents come in and do that. Uh, we've got line coaches, and we've got linebacker and secondary. So you know we might have sixteen kids on the team or seventeen kids on the team, but we have nine coaches and and uh, and really, who's that benefit? It benefits the kids,
0: yeah, because that's the
1: right. kids now get to have relationship with more adults that care about them. You get these adults now have a framework in which to pour into these kids. Uh, you, you got to be not as a head coach. You can't be threatened, right? You got to be comfortable with yourself, and and you got to uh, and you got to let the other coaches interact. Uh, but if you if you sit down and you you go over, you establish coaching commitments, and they understand, you know, what's inbounds and what's out of bounds, and and what's trying to get done, then then it works really well. So, uh, you know, that running an inclusive program uh, has has been big for us over the years.
0: And so, Jeff, it sounds like inclusive for you, the way you're using that term says, hey, it's, it's more of a holistic approach. We're looking at every facet. We're talking about maybe the health, the, the physical, the spiritual, all those different things, and demonstrating a certain level of humility by letting other people be involved in the process.
1: You know, absolutely, and it's, it's uh, part of my job uh, is, to, uh, is to coach the coaches. Yeah. So if if you if they they might have for and I've seen this happen. So uh, we had a coach. Uh, I've got an older boy, seventeen, and I, and and we had some people on our staff, and maybe they weren't uh, maybe they weren't football guys, you know, in college, but uh, they had younger children, and they took our program, and they were able to take what they learned through through being a part of our program, and then they step up and they coach their younger child, and they they share the program. Uh, with a new group. So uh, there's an opportunity for leadership 360 degrees on a football team. And and if you're or a baseball team or a basketball team Mm -hmm. and the ability to interact and provide some leadership to the, to the parents and to the other coaches, uh, I think, uh, I think those are missed opportunities. If you, uh, if you kind of shut things down and just say, hey, you know, my way or the highway.
0: Right, yeah, and it it sounds like, for whatever reason, early on, you adopted that approach, and it's, it's working well, because, you know, one of the things I was gonna ask you, you know, I wanted to figure out, when you think about special opportunities that exist, you know, with coaches and young people, it sounds like you're fostering even more of those with the way you have this set up, you know, I mean, just, just being able to speak into our lives on so many levels, you know, whether it's leadership, whether it's relationship or you know, just teamwork, you know, of course the basic teamwork, <laughs> but it sounds like there are a lot of special opportunities. Are there any that I may have missed? I mean, do you have some thoughts around those special opportunities?
1: So, you know, one of the things that we talk about is, is we can't ask the kids for the results until we get relationship with them. Mm, and, okay. you know, that, that five minutes you spend while they're, while they're getting ready for practice, or ten minutes, uh, you know, I'm looking for people that want to engage with the kids, that want to ask them, how's it going in school? That's, you know, what what did you do this week? Or, or You know, and just that are going to be conversational with them. And then in the five-minute talk that you do as you get ready for practice and the three-minute moment that you do at the end of practice, uh, you know, you, you, you're really about, you know, building that relationship because if you're going to work them through the do lead sacrifice model, there has to be trust. Mm-hmm. And they have to trust you. They have to trust you to treat them consistent with the, with the player rules that, we, that you've established is one of your key three mantra statements, uh, that you're going to be fair with them. That you're not going to, uh, you know, that that as a leader you're gonna you're gonna take the blame and you're gonna give the credit, you know, when things go wrong. Hey, which they always do. So, uh, you know, building trust is the fun, fundamental foundation of relationship, and uh, and and really creating those relationships. That's what that's what brings it home at the end of the year when you're having your little pizza party. And, and, and everybody shows up and people feel like they got something out of it. And this was just a great experience. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, you know, that's, that's what we're looking for. And, and a funny thing happens because, so here's, so here's the interesting thing. Coaches would come to me and they'd say, you know, give me your, give me your drills. Tell me how you do what you do. And I would start talking about this stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And they would say, but, but if we don't win, nobody's going to be happy. And, and I said, this is how you win. Okay, you get kids that are bought in, and they play fast, and they they play loose, and they play happy, and they play for one another, and they don't have the fear of if they make a mistake going full speed that they're going to be they're going to be shamed or something like that. Right? It's about creating a place where they can fail, and that they can they can go full speed. And what you'll see over the course of the season, you'll see these light bulbs kind of turn on, with the kids that are new to the program and. And uh, and and if it all goes well at the end of the season, man, you're in it one way or another.
0: Yeah, and see now, uh, you know what? I have to ask you this though. I mean, because you talked about several things there. You know, we can't mm-hmm. ask the kids for results unless we have relationship. What about those children that, you know, hey, maybe they come from a different background, or maybe they have experienced uh, some struggles and they have their own story, you know? How do you deal with it when they don't perform well? Or, you know, Jeff, hey, what if they don't buy into the mantra or the thoughts behind what you guys are doing? What do you do then?
1: You know what, it happens. And okay. man, you just you just love them, you know? Okay. And, uh, um, you know, you do your best. and And you don't know it, but ultimately if you're if you work hard to be intentional about the messaging, they might not show that they heard it, but something might have got in there, and they, they may have heard it. And you might not see the results of that investment during this season, because it does happen. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, yeah. but, uh, you know, that, that, that doesn't mean you don't try. Right?
0: Absolutely. And Jeff, you know, I had to ask that question and I absolutely love your response. You got to love on them. I say that to people (laughs) all the time. You love them where they are. Don't bring your lens (laughs) that you're looking through and place it on them. Don't bring your baggage or whatever it may be. You got to love people where they are. Now, Jeff, it's hard. That's not an easy thing. Uh, (laughs) and you know, if you, if you introduce the wrong chemistry, it can blow apart the team. Or if we take it outside of the, the, uh, football or baseball or basketball and say into the boardroom or on the team, uh, there in the office, you have to be careful. You know, you can love on people so much, but you also have to have healthy boundaries. Would you agree with that?
1: I would. And and that's, that's a really a key differentiator. Uh, you know, when you're running a business, there's, you know, you're, you're in it for, uh, you're, you're in it to make a difference. Uh, you're in it to make a profit. You're in it to run a, you know, to run a business that's going to continually improve. And sometimes, you know, those choices, uh, there's personnel choices that you make. in yes. a
0: business. <laughs> yeah. Now, and that's the, now, when, when we're you gonna... dealing with key. Go, we're going to take a quick break, Jeff, but one of the things that you know I want us to pick up after the break, you just said a mouthful. You said there are personnel decisions you have to make, and there is a great example of in an organization, but then also on the football or any playing field. I want you to kind of pick that back up when we come back from break because I know that you have some wisdom there, and it can be a little difficult for those people that don't want to make those personnel decisions. That sound like a deal? Yes, sir. Okay. All right, everybody. So we are talking to Jeff Duden. He is sharing, again, like I said, just some some wisdom with us that hopefully we can apply immediately, whatever our respective situation may be. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. This is Dr. Jason Carthen, leadership linebacker. Hey welcome back everybody you know we have been uh, really learning some things today just about not only young people that truly are seeking boundaries but when a young person finds those boundaries and how they excel during the process and and Jeff you know before we went to break we were talking about how it can be difficult sometimes to make some of these personnel decisions and I really would love to hear just your thoughts on that how do you And and not just from a sports standpoint, but also even with a very successful organization uh, that you have, how do you make some of those decisions in terms of personnel?
1: Well, it's uh, when it comes to the youth sports, obviously the, you know, whatever sports you're playing, if it's a team sport, there's typically only one ball.
0: (laughs) I like that. (laughs) uh,
1: and, And. and, and we all love our children, and we all think that our, our child's hand or foot should be touching the ball at some point during the game, right? Right. And, uh, and it's not always possible. So, and, and that's that's where a lot of the, uh, you know, that's that's where a lot of the leadership comes in to say, all right, you know, we've got to have a quarterback, we've got to have a couple of running backs, and, and then, then there's a lot of people that need to be doing the blocking and the tackling. and. And it's very important to set up a, a culture where all of those contributions are are recognized, and all of those contributions are uh, are appreciated, and uh, and you spend time developing uh, the, the skill sets that are required to do all those things and and uh, make complete complete players. So. Uh, but you know there is there is no magic bullet for it, right? You've got to uh, you know you you've, you've got to fill all the spots and uh, and uh, that's what it takes.
0: Yeah, and then from a from an organizational standpoint, I mean, when you look at just some of the things you've just described, you know, you you want excellence, you know, from your people, recognizing that no one's perfect. You're not gonna always have uh, exactly what you need, uh, but. You know the whole idea of developing people. Uh, at the end of the day, you want to position a company for success, so you put the right people uh, in the right positions. I mean, would you agree with that in terms of this context?
1: You know, absolutely, and it, and it's really the same. I mean, in the in the in our Hey Coach model, we we use mantra statements, we use player rules, and we use parent expectations and coaching commitments to kind of set the values for our team. Mm -hmm. in terms of outcomes and in terms of how we interact with one another, how we represent ourselves within the league. And in the business world, we do the same thing. We have a value set, and uh, we hire by it, we fire by it, and if we're not sure, we ask ourselves the question, and I I heard this from uh, Brian Tracy yesterday, "If uh, knowing what I knew now about this person, if they walked in the door today, would I hire them again? (laughs) Mm yeah if you ask yourself if you ask yourself that question then uh and and it's uh you know in, in the business world you uh it's, it's very important to uh, to to hire very slowly and uh make sure that you're making great people decisions and then when you get great people you know treat them like great people and uh you know give them latitude give them you know give them growth opportunities you know great people like to learn great people like to achieve they like to they like to have latitude to, uh, you know, to, to to make great plays. Mm-hmm. So uh, a lot yeah. of it is, you know, t- translates directly from the athletic field into the, into the corporate uh, scenario.
0: Absolutely, I like that. You know, and you mentioned hire slowly, but you didn't say anything about the second part to that. <laughs> fire hey, quickly. You, know, <laughs> you need to fire yeah, well, quickly. They're, they're,
1: <laughs> well, I, I like to say there is no I in team, but there is one in fired. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, you are bad, Jeff. <laughs> okay, well, uh, that's a good segue. I want to ask you on page 26 of your book, and I'll give you a second to get there if you don't have it in front of you. You talk about <laughs> coach's rule number two. One of the things I'd like to do, I'm going to read it, but one of the things that I would like to do is really get your thoughts behind the idea of doing a coach's rule component at the end of each one of your chapters. I, I really like that. So while you're looking for that, just wanna share with our listening audience and we're we're broadcasting a little over 185,000 people. When you say do it for the kids, not the parents, not for the love of the sport, and not for your own ego, it's all about the kids, all of them. Give us some thoughts behind that because I'm sure you would get some pushback. Now I absolutely, I love that, but give us some thoughts, and then I want you to unpack why you did it that way.
1: Well, you know, you you, you always have to start with why. And, and when you when you get a group of kids, uh, they're all not going to be equal in terms of experience. They're all not going to be equal in terms of uh, uh, skills. and uh, But yet you've got to put a team together out of these kids. And uh, what, what I see... Sometimes when I see a team go wrong, and, and here's what I mean by that, uh, every year it seems like whatever league you're in, there's the potential for a team that that doesn't do well, that the parents aren't happy. And sometimes I've even seen during the middle of the season that the coach leaves or they remove the coach and somebody from the league comes in and takes over. And and a lot of times it's, it's uh, you know, it, it, it the, the coach was coaching for some other reason than, than really uh, keeping the kids first and keeping them central. So uh, when, you're, when, when you keep the kids first, right, first thing you do is you get yourself out of the way, you look for people in your parent group or, or other people outside of that that you think these kids need to hear, they need to learn from, they need to get skills from, they need to be mentored by. So now all of a sudden you open up your thinking to, to putting great people around your kids uh, and the other thing is is you know there's sometimes it's it's easy to have a tendency to focus the uh, your practice time on your best players. You know we're gonna run plays and we're gonna you know everybody else just kind of holds a dummy or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing that that we believe is that is that our ultimate success at the end of the year is our ability to coach up whatever we consider to be the bottom third of our team in terms of either skills or experience at the beginning. And if we can coach that bottom third up to the middle and coach the middle up towards the top, you know, now we have a team that everybody contributes and everybody feels good about. We want everybody to play. We want everybody to contribute. So we got to make sure that we're focusing and, and we're very intent about, you know, not getting lazy and just focusing on the kids that, that maybe, uh, you know, play a bigger role just because it's
0: easy. Mm. I really like that. I mean, just the idea that no one gets left behind with that process. And, you know, if if you would adopt the, the traditional way of looking at it, like we have to win, 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 then it's easy to maybe not have that um, lower third. I, I didn't want to say lower, but, the you know, the team that uh, is not performing as well, you know, to just kind of let them stay there and say, hey, we have to focus on our best people. We got to do 907s. We got to do 707s. Let's get our skill players what they need. But it sounds like that's not and this is always outside of the norm. That's not what you guys are doing. It's more of no, we want this all inclusive and holistic. We want everyone touched and we want everyone developed. I mean, that is that's good stuff, Jeff, and it, and it is outside of the norm. I, I have to say that. I know I've never experienced that, even all the way through high school, uh, two-time candidate All-American, all these other things, MVP. It was always be the best, and if others are not there, then they need to need to get with it or they get left behind. So this is a different thing, man. I applaud you uh, for taking this sort of approach. It, it's definitely different.
1: Well, and it's, and it's age specific. I mean, you know, when you get up into a high school team, I mean, it's, you know, you're preparing certain kids to go on and play college, but that doesn't mean that you don't want everybody to have the opportunity to get better over the course of the season. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, and when you got eight, nine, 10, 11 year old kids, I mean, you don't, you don't know how these kids are going to develop. I mean, they, they should all get the very best training, the very best instruction and the very best leadership that you can give them. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I, and i you know, I want to be pretty clear about it because I don't, you know, that's exactly what the pushback that, that, uh, that we've gotten is, uh, I mean, this is how we win. I mean, we show up with a bunch of kids that are go absolutely bananas, uh, you know, in the, in the, in the playoffs mm-hmm. and, uh, more often than not, you know, we're, we're right there. <laughs> you
0: that's know, we're, good.
1: <laughs> we're either, we're either, you know, we're competing for it. So, uh, you know, now with my 8-, 9-, 10-year-olds, I mean, we're not, we're not beating, you know, the word win into their heads. Uh, but, you know, as you get a little bit older, you get to 11-, 12-, 13-year-olds, you talk a little bit, you know, you, your goal might be to be in the championship game. Uh, now, our number one goal that we have really is about, it's a continuous improvement goal, and, and that one's consistent is that, you know, we will all be the very best that we can be on the last day of the season, whenever that is for us. Mm. So what what that allows us to do is it allows us to talk every practice and go back to our go back to our player rules, our values that we've all bought into and really build towards this, you know, climbing the ladder every week. Are we you know, did we get better this week? What did we get better? Was our effort better? Was our execution better? Were our penalties less? Were our was the turnovers better? You know, and, and we're really building towards this this place that, uh, you know, that we all want to just be our very best at the end of the season. What do we need to do to close gap?
0: Wow. What do
1: we need to do to close gap between where we are with each player to where we need to get to? And how do we do that in a way that's still fun and that's, uh, you know, that's positive.
0: Now, Jeff, and I have to, of course, we're getting ready to take a break, but I want to say to you, I like that part. What do we need to do to close the gap? Because when I go into organizations or when I do some of my seminars, we talk about that. I mean, we all have growth edges and how can we close the gap? So when we come back, I mean, we're, we're really flying through the show and Jeff, you're sharing a lot of good stuff with us, but I want everybody to stay tuned. We're talking about when the role of the coach should go beyond the lines on the field. And it sounds like Jeff has a recipe for what this looks like. And Jeff, when we come back, I want people to be able to know how they can get in contact with you, How they can get uh, connected and involved. So just be thinking about that, and we'll be back in a second. Welcome back, everybody. We have been having a just a lively show talking about really the the essence of the players as opposed to just how many games they can win, what what they can do on the playing field. I mean, it sounds like uh, Jeff has been able to really tap into the idea of a all inclusive, but also holistic approach to developing these players. And and I, and I love the disclaimer, Jeff, that you keep throwing out there, hey, 8, 9, and 10, yes. You know, hey, when you start getting up in high school, college, even the National Football League, it may be a little different. So we hear you with that, but I, I still love the idea of what you're doing because once you get it into them, Jeff, I can honestly say it, it, it stays in a lot of us, you know?
1: Ab- absolutely.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: it, it's one of the things that we do is, is – uh, you know, in addition to uh, our our goals for for the scoreboard, uh, is uh, you know we define successful outcomes on many levels. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, continuous improvement, being the best we can be on the last day of the season, uh, being great sports, putting teammates first, uh, starting with work, ending with work. So it's um, so we we define success on multiple levels that we can talk about. So. You know, if it happens occasionally that we don't win the game, which, you know, very rare. Uh, <laughs> okay. You know, uh, you know, we still got things that we can, uh, you know, that we, we try to accomplish.
0: Yeah, and that's good. And, and I think at the end of the day, it needs to be a both and proposition, not either or. Either we win or else. You know, no, it, it's a both and. You know, I mean, we're developing all along the way. And when you talk about defining uh, successful outcomes on many, different levels. I think we all can ascribe to that. I mean, whether you're playing a sport or you're in business. And Jeff, one of the things I do want to say to you, I would love to have you back on the show so we we can talk about AdvantaClean because, you know, it sounds like a lot of the things that you're doing with the athletes, it's transcended and it's also gone into the business. But you know, the whole purpose of today is really to introduce you and and just your coaching style and what you're doing and, and just to talk about, hey, coach. And so I, I'm really liking that. And in that same vein, let me ask you, if people wanted to get in contact with you, how would they do that? Are you on social media? And if so, like Twitter or uh, LinkedIn, how would they get in contact with you?
1: OK, so my Twitter is at Jeff underscore Duden, D-U-D-A-N. Okay. Uh, so at Jeff underscore Duden is my Twitter handle, and uh, you can uh, connect with me on LinkedIn, which mm-hmm. would be great. Just type my name in and connect with me on LinkedIn. I, I do I get a lot of contact through LinkedIn. I'm very active on LinkedIn, and uh, you can follow Advantage Clean's Facebook page and uh, get me messages that way as well.
0: Nice, very nice. Okay, and so at Jeff underscore Duden, and that's the uh, Twitter handle, right? Yep. And then you also definitely want to be connected with people on LinkedIn. I I would really encourage others to make sure you reach out to Jeff. I mean, he's doing some amazing things. And then what about the sports? I mean, is this like an open sort of, um, I don't know, enrollment with your team, Jeff? Or how does that work? I mean, how do they get in contact in that way? Uh,
1: in terms of uh... –
0: if someone wanted to come out or be connected with this coaching philosophy, are you tied with i nine or upward sports or anything like that?
1: yeah so uh, so so we do have some endorsements uh, like from from i nine and and uh, you know some different people there. The book just came out in May. It's something that I worked on for a couple of years so uh, so really we're just kind of starting to get the word out and uh, okay. and, and I'm using it uh, in as kind of as a tool to, uh, introduce, uh, people to this coaching style and then also, uh, using it in, in, uh, in, in our business environment too, because it's when, you know, it, it doesn't resonate with everybody, but for people that have kids that have been involved in their athletics and coaching, uh, you know, people get really excited when they read the book and they, they love to, uh, talk about it. And, uh, so, um, uh, so we we'll, that's, uh, that's what we're doing with it, with it right now. And I also have a workbook, uh, coming out. Oh. So the book is, the book is the fable style. It's written around a baseball team mm-hmm. and it's, uh, it's a story. It's a, it's a fable. Uh, but what I've got is, uh, coming out, uh, either, uh, this winter or first thing in the spring is going to be a workbook. That's going to give all these lessons in a way that it can be followed. So if you, if you have your own team, you can get the workbook and you can follow right along and build out the people strategy the way that we do.
0: Now, and Jeff, let's kind of talk about that very briefly here because we're going to be out of time here quickly. Um, now, you basically, if, if well, let me do this. If people want to get Hey Coach, where can they go? I mean, is there a website? Is it on Amazon? I'm not sure.
1: It's on Amazon, so you can go right to Amazon or you can go to Create Space. either one of those two, and uh, you can have it in a couple of days.
0: Perfect. All right. So everybody, make sure you go and get a copy of this book. It's on Amazon. Also create space. And then also you talked about it being a fable and we the whole idea of different characters and just the impact. Just Mason, <laughs> the, the character Mason, you you caught me right in the first few pages with Mason and sort of the interaction. What made you put that character together?
1: Well, I, you know, so many times, uh, and you, you get a kid on the team that maybe doesn't initially look like they fit, mm-hmm. and it's really easy to, to uh, you know, to 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 give up on a kid like that. And mm-hmm. uh, and Mason is has a has a small disability. I won't ruin it for everybody. A small right. disability, <laughs> and uh, and 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 yet, there's a very important role that because of his talents. And because of his condition that he's able to play on this team and and uh, so I felt that was uh, you know I thought I thought it was important for people to see that you don't you don't give up on kids if if initially you're not exactly sure how they can make a contribution
0: yeah that is good stuff that is good stuff again everybody go and get a copy of this book and I would be interested to get an advanced copy of the workbook so I can give you some feedback <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I can, uh, we
1: can make that happen.
0: Okay, good stuff. Let me ask you one thing as a capstone because we've run out of time here. What is next for you? And then also, hey, coach. And then at Vanticlean? what's next for you guys? You got maybe a minute or minute and a half.
1: Well, we're we're uh, at, at VanaClean. We're we're growing a great business. We uh, uh, we uh, you know we we started franchising around six years ago, and we're currently operating around two hundred and 16 territories in 33 states so we're wow. we're a, a, a kind of a high growth uh franchise system right now doing what we do and and it's really around getting great people that want to be part of our culture and part of our team and uh so so we're working hard on that and uh everything's everything's going really well on the Avanti Clean side of the house it's getting it's getting fun and uh, good. uh so that's good and then with the uh, you know i think the coaching i really i really have a passion to to help people uh, always always create perspective around how they can do a great job inside of leadership. And I think when you talk about kids and and youth athletics, coaches are probably, I don't have a stat on this, the biggest volunteer army that we have. There's coaches coaching everything everywhere. And, and what a great opportunity to give them some, some great tools and some perspective on t- how to do a, a super job when they step up to do it. And I appreciate the coaches that step up to do it.
0: Yeah, that's good stuff. And then how about you finally, personally, what's, what's on the agenda for you and your bride and the children?
1: Oh, well, I, you know, we're, uh, we, we have a 17 year old and he's going to be going to college somewhere next year. And I think it's just, uh, you know, being present as you can with your kids and, and uh, uh, put them in a position uh, to do well and create opportunities for themselves. And uh, yeah, we're uh, you know the coaching has been great because it's really been an opportunity to engage long car rides with the kids. And and yeah, uh, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't change a thing. It's really been special for all of us.
0: Excellent, excellent. Well, I tell you what, Jeff, it has truly. Just been a blessing to have you on the show today. And I meant what I said. We definitely want to uh, have you come back and share a little bit more about just your value and th- your values with Clean, but then also just how you do what you do with Clean. I mean, just, just hearing a little bit about your success there. I have so many entrepreneurs that will send in uh, notes or questions and they want to know what are the next steps to be successful. And it sounds like you have a system in place that's allowed you to do that so definitely want to have you back (laughs) to unpack that a little bit would you be willing to do that
1: absolutely and and i really appreciate the opportunity today
0: no problem well we're going to stay connected i believe in what you're doing and however i can help and maybe i'll come down there and talk to your students and uh deal with them a little bit and <laughs> give them some insight. All right. So thank you for being on today. Hey, everybody. You know, it's always a privilege to actually have you connect and tune in to what we're trying to share with you. I just want to share one last thing with you. We have an amazing event coming up. Uh, it's going to be March 19th of next year. It's called the uh, Influence Charity Dinner. We definitely want you to stay connected. If you want more information with that, make sure you uh, take a look at my foundation, thelotinitiative.org, or give the office a call at 330-425-2594. Early registration will open soon. I appreciate each and every one of you. Stay connected with the leadership linebacker, Dr. Jason Carthen. We want to hear from you. Connect with us now. Visit our blog and visit our website at jasoncarthen.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Enterprises. Follow us on Twitter at Jason Carthen. Let's keep the conversation going. And if you want to listen to the podcast, go to jasoncarthenradio.com. Be sure to join us every Sunday at 2 p.m. On AM 1420, the answer to discover the leader in you. If you would like to be a sponsor for Discover the Leader in You, call Scott Souza at 1
1: That's 1 440 552